remember that time that guy gave us like 200 bucks? You weren't with us, but I know we told you about it. Oh. Gave you 200 bucks? Yeah. For, what the fuck did you do? being from North Dakota. So, <laughs> uh, Darren, Darren and I were, uh, just went Did he work for the North Dakota government? Like he, he was born there, but he lived out here for like 40 years. He got nostalgic and shit and gave us 200 bucks and said, go find some pussy. <laughs> is, that, is that when you guys met Will? <laughs> we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. All right, Zuba Shorts, what the fuck you got over there? <laughs> what is that pile of meat? <laughs> Me. Various beast. Various beast. Well, it's mostly all cow. What it is, is it's all beef. Oh, it's like every, the, every single one of these. Has it's beef. like it's like the uh, the fucking uh, Gator Slim Jims I brought from yeah. uh, Louisiana. Well, it's the, like mostly beef with like trace amounts of yeah, duck. This this, this beef one's, chicken beef and chicken stick Ma- and, maple duck beef with beef and chicken stick and pork. One of them has more. Is the ostrich has pork? <laughs> oh, that's why you okay. I didn't read these Buffalo Bob's. Yeah, got it. The, like the guy that made these tucks his wiener behind his yep. bubble so and this danced is, around. This is Buffalo Bob's beef and buffalo stick mild. It contains beef, buffalo, and they make sure you know that American bison does and, beef. And, and sadness. And sadness. Buffalo Bob's Wild Boar and Beef Barbecue Flavored Jerky. The, yeah, the ma- maple Let's duck. Let's say chop, has... chopped and formed. Yeah. That's like <laughs> chicken McNuggets are chopped and or formed. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm imagining karate chopped yeah. and formed. Vaporized. Yeah. Well, like I was telling you guys about the ninja that attacked the 160th Assor Airman oh, out the Mojave Desert. Please, one more time. Okay. So on you the right, we're against the ninja. Well, first of all, hi. Uh, now nah, we. I'm not going to do no, the tag do yet, but <laughs> pick it up, Will, because Tony overslept and he was found him roaming the sides of the road, offering soliciting sex. Mm-hmm. But I was telling him a story about that I read about um, the Mojave Desert, 160th Soar. You know the uh, the Night Stalkers, the uh, special operations the stalkers, not uh-huh. riders. Uh, they uh, depicted in film in uh, the movie Black Hawk Down, the, the helicopter pilots that do that. They're out training in the Mojave. They're done training for the day. I saw them uh, when I was there. You see them from time to time, mm-hmm. even out here when you see the the Rangars doing shit. Wait, how That's much copter? Hella. Oh, damn. That's a lot. But Heck, uh, heck Which way, you know, training's done for the day. Everybody's kind of kicking back in their cots, and, you know, they're staying in like a, like a warehouse-type building. Dude goes out for a smoke and is approached by a ninja. Like, literally a guy in ninja gear. Full Friendly on. neighborhood ninja. Yep. Well, and as we've stated, you know, we know that ninjas are a subterranean species, as learned in the documentary. Ninja, ninja 3 Domination. Domination. Yep. So this ninja approaches this uh, sergeant, probably, yeah, probably, might not even be a pilot. I'm, I'm picturing if he's a Sergeant E-5, he's probably like a crew chief, but it doesn't matter. You know, stand there with a cigarette, and ninja's like, do you know who I am? And sergeant's like, no. And he's like, do you know where my family is? No. And the ninja proceeds. The next question was, 
uh, basically swinging a katana at the guy, knocking his phone out of his hand, cutting his hand with a question mark at the end. Yeah, and then the um, then the sergeant was like, "Well, this is not cool," and like jumped over a fence and like ran back to the barracks and was screaming, and yelling. And everybody barricaded themselves inside of there, and the ninja came and attacked the building, uh, chucking rocks through the windows, injuring injuring one soldier. It like got hit in the head by a rock thrown through the window and like banging on the building for better part of like twenty minutes. This is the ninja that did did perform the ape canyon uh, attack. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, well, this ninja's in custody. I should relook up his name because, like, like I was telling you guys, like his name when I googled the name, Robert the, Paulson. The only thing that shows up is like a pro wrestler. Cream rise to the top. That definitely has some crazy eye energy. So I'm hoping it's that Dude, pro that'd wrestler. That'd be so sick. Oh my god. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, like one sixty is sore. Got attacked in the Mojave by a by a subterranean desert. Ninja. What was the what was the pro wrestler's like stage name? Did you find that out? I can't remember. Was he like the, a, the he, desert he, ninja he, or something? No, he's a Latino dude that wears like kind of like Don of like flashy flashy pants with fringes, and he has a bunch of tats and shit. Flashy pants? Will yeah. is that you? Yep. I mean, we one could if only somebody had a computer in their pocket that they could Google that with. I'm not going <laughs> to no. use mine because my it never works in here. And it, I'll just get mad, and I'm already fucking mad today. And then the Grab Boys came. Yep, that would be the best. Ninja versus Grab Boys. Sword-wielding ninja, Gino Rivera, there arrested after bizarre dot, dot, dot. Yeah, now, now oh, go- fuck, NPR's got a story on it. Yeah, now now Google Gino Rivera. <laughs> he's a he's a specimen, let's just say that. That's the guy I'm hoping. That's the guy I'm hoping it is. Because can you picture those eyes staring at you from out behind a ninja mask? Coming at you. Ninja attack, special ops, doop 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 <laughs> Man dressed as ninja. Ninja attack on special ops. Or like, there's oh, another good picture of him. I'm just going to I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Will, come here. I, I just, I, yeah, de- I dearly, dearly hope that that is our mystery ninja. <laughs> that would reaffirm my oh, faith in America that. and humanity. Like... I mean, that's this story has everything like special ops helicopter pilots. Uh, I'm gonna post wrestlers. it on Instagram, but he's he's like he's like rubbing his hands together yeah. with like yeah. he looks he looks like a five year old that's trying to shit in his pants to spite his parents. Yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's anticipating a <laughs> anticipating a cookie, but also has severe ADHD. Oh my god! Hey, you know those curtains I was climbing on earlier? I'm gonna light those bitches on fire. <laughs> Fuck you! So you won't give me a hydrox. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah. This anyway. is why you should close your country off like mm-hmm. Japan did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like Japan did. Right. Speak. Oh. <laughs> so up. welcome back to how the West is fucked. How the West was fucked. Speaking of ninjas and closing your countries off, we're going back to Japan to visit our buddy Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. I always fuck it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're gonna go because you're trained by the fucking Burger Clown, dude. That's no. Fuck that mm-hmm. Burger Clown. Yeah, the only true burger clown is Jack from the Jack of the Box. That's right, baby. He was born that way. <laughs> <laughs> like Fucking, to see, see all these guys fight Godzilla. Though. Just want to see Jack fighting uh, Ronald McDonald's like, I was born in the clown. You merely adopted it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all muffled because of the big stupid hit. <laughs> oh, and eventually, like when we do the food thing, uh, we are going to talk about not this one, but the, you know who the original Ronald McDonald was, right? No. Do you know who the original Marlon McDonald was? Like J.G. Patches or something? Uh, the no. See, weatherman. Yep. Steve Poole? Nope. Yep. <laughs> think today's show and think, uh, oh, Elsie Greenwater, 100 years old, old today. Yeah. Oh, I stopped what? by her house. house. No, Willard, his, Willard his predecessor, Willard Scott. Oh, Willard Scott. Willard okay. Scott and he was banged all those 100-year-old grandmas, too. What the fuck? 
with yep, Smuckers. Have you ever seen the original Ronald McDonald? Uh, maybe like a, he, he has a cup yeah, for a nose and he oh, has a, yeah, a yeah, box yep, of fries yep, yep, on yep. his head. I have. Yes. And like, he's a nightmare fuel. I think we maybe talked about him in an earlier episode. He's the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, all in mm-hmm. personified in uh, one Aqua man. Teen Hunger Force and Pennywise, like all, all in one. <laughs> oh, there's an abom- inst- Instagram that's called like Filming in McDonald Land that just has like still pictures of all this insanity. Like it's it's, it's nightmare fuel. Like, like Grimace eating fry guys left and right. Yep. Well, he is the alpha predator, clearly <laughs> a, of the McDonald's don't let biome. His, don't let his grin fool you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just look at that. Is he Pick supposed to be like, left well, right? I, I, I picture ooh, ooh, like you ooh, know inside ooh, of him ooh. is some kind of like you know uh, like spider, sing, like no, like singularity where like oh, he yeah. just can, he's a matter eater like Kirby, <laughs> yeah, like totally. he just sucks shit in. Sure, sure. But all you have he's got, available, he's got a pocket dimension in his stomach. But all you know, like I, I'm picturing fry guys are probably like not invasive species, but they're kind of like sort of the the niche in the food web. That's right, because there isn't like they're not named or anything. They don't have yeah, names. No, it's just like they're like this fucking they're like, like what, raccoons. What, yeah, they're, 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 they're the niche that like rats and krill and like minnows <laughs> occupy in the in the. Fucking McDonald's biome, you know. Oh my God. Where whereas the hamburger burglar is more like kind of a hyena type thing. You yeah, yeah, gets your leftovers and you know sure. snatches it from the mighty satanic clown and the giant purple blob <laughs> and that weird bird. What is Grimace supposed to be anyway? A I, liver. I was, He's a cirrhosis liver. <laughs> well, I thought he was a butt plug, but yeah. it's more butt plug shape. Oh man, I uh, I, I want to see a death match between him and Cookie Monster. I, I bartended my, money, my money's on Cookie Monster. I, I bartended a wedding at the fucking Georgetown Stables like years ago, and on one of the they had a a, a table from the a from, sta- an, from an, what's that stables like horses down there? Yeah, it used yeah. to be a stables, uh, actual oh. horse stables, but now it's like stable sta- stable fucking... stables office supply. Yeah, it, it went <laughs> from stables to meat packing. Right. Yeah, quickly, yeah, quickly overnight yeah. meat packing and glue factory. Yeah. Um, but like they had one of the they they have a bunch of weird like goofy shit out of like old places but one of the tables was from an old fucking McDonald's from like the 60s and it's like a you know yellow plastic table and it's got like a bunch of like like McDonald's characters doing like yeah. you know so and so's got a football this guy's got yeah. a and then Grimace has a backwards hat and a baseball bat so we like made up this whole story <laughs> that he's just like bitch better have my fucking money <laughs> so just beating people to death with a fucking baseball just do bat. a reenactment of like falling down with like yeah. Michael Michael Douglas <laughs> and fucking Grimace and, yeah, but Grimace is hat? Michael Douglas who would how, be how who, much for these Oreos <laughs> yeah, yeah. 50 cents 50, yeah, or like here's a phone 50 cents yeah, yeah right the hell, yeah, because yeah, just, the, feed, just fuck up the entire story. He's like, keep the change, right? And then who would be Robert Duvall's character if we're using McDonald Land <laughs> dudes? I'm, I'm thinking. Oh wait, there was a cop. There was the cop mm-hmm. hamburger. Yeah, yeah. The stereotypical like patty ass motherfucker. It was Mary like, cheese. I, and then there's the cop guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, he's got the club eight, and 1830s shit. Eighteen thirties Irish mm-hmm. cop. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a was there a fi- McFishwitch head guy too? Like some kind of abomination from the deep, some kind of Lovecraftian McDonald's fucking... Burger Cop Officer Big Mac. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> McDonald's Burger Cop. And of course, in, in, in Canada, Max are, are titties. So. <laughs> fucking urine clown mouth race balloon. <laughs> urine clown mouth race balloon. Urine clown mouth race balloon. Urine clown mouth race balloon. Step into a piss test. Savage sandwich. Yeah, there were, yeah was he a, like a sea captain? I, or am I, am I having a Mandela effect situation here? Well, we here's what we do. We're gonna we're gonna pitch this shit to uh, McDonald's <laughs> Captain Crook. Oh yeah, yeah. Captain Crook. Was he a pirate or a? Oh, he's just a flat he, out. He's fucking pirate. Like a, he's a he's a fucking pirate, but he's like he's like a, a, a what do you call it? a Muppet? Yeah, he's like a. 
And he's actually more human looking than the other, yes, the other he's mutants a, he's, that live in McDonald's. He's, he's not a mutant fucking uh, Doesn't have sandwich made out of food. Guy. <laughs> uh, species, human, gender, male, nationality, American, what? five foot six. What's his turn ons? <laughs> Fuck. Hair color, Log gray. On the beach. Hair color, gray, early 70s, brown. Body type, lean and muscular. <laughs> there's got to be character. there's got to be backstories for all these characters. Right. Too. Character McDonald's pirate who it just says McDonald's pirate who that's oh who steals fish fillet fillet of fish sandwiches. So he's in league with the Hamburglar, or they, they have like the crime syndicate. Uh, the um, captain known well, as one's, Cap- one's sea based and one's not. yeah. Well, of course. Oh, that's why he's Captain Crook because he steals fucking fish well, sandwiches. Clearly, uh, the captain known as Captain Crook until 1984. Is a McDonald's pirate character appearing in commercials. First seen in 1971, he's similar appearance to the famed Captain Hook from 1953 Disney film Peter Pan. Character is comparable to the Hamburglar, but he's like the seafaring That's Hamburglar. Right. Yeah, the fucking crime syndicate. <laughs> McDonald's crime syndicate. Yep. Well, Grimace is out there getting protection money, and uh, other than hoarding hamburgers, he tries to steal fish fillet sandwiches. Yeah, yeah nothing's better, than, nothing's better than storing a bunch of fish fillet sandwiches in your fucking sea cave for weeks. <laughs> what are you going to do with 50 of those fucking things? God, Bear McCheese is fucking just nightmare. Well, Pure fucking nightmare. You can't go outside ever because the crows will just be <laughs> going ham. You know, like... Going hamburger. Yeah. Okay. Man, we, I should, like... I want to write, like, a, a McDonaldland-based, like, role-playing game. <laughs> Where you have the stats or, like D and D monsters, like yeah, yeah. You you do that, and I'll I'll take the world that you build, and I'll make a, a fucking erotic novel. <laughs> <laughs> All do right, you, folks. Do you know the story of the Noid? Yeah, uh, I know about the video game they made with him. That oh. I have that video well, game. We'll, we'll save that story for later. If you I know he's know d- he was done by Will Vinton Studios. I know that. Yep. Oh. Same as uh, uh with the California I raisins. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and then Will Vinton Studios got bought by the son to the CEO of Nike, and, they and turned into Leica. Leica Studios. And I interned with a guy that used to work for Will Vinton Studios back when I was still an animator ish. Anyways, uh, wow, Randall that, McDonald. We, we didn't even get anywhere. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that went off the rails before we even started. It's the best kind of train wreck is a slow moving <laughs> one. You're more likely to survive it. So we'll and, continue with the comic sans and the NPR voice, like s- staring at you expectantly and like crickets. Will I mean Bo? Hand me one of those beast sticks. Which stick uh, a beast? Uh, reptile, bird, or mammal? <laughs> reptile. Reptile. On the way. Other. Alligator. Yeah. With beef and pork. Caden style jerky. See these Godzilla aren't exotic. Jerky. These aren't exotic enough. I want like you Chocum know, Toke gecko, orangutan, <laughs> Gila monster, red, red panda. Fucking! Uh, I want Gila Monster, but I I want a uh, fucking uh, Brian Bosworth Gila Monster. Really, for the movie. I, I think it was a monitor lizard. Was it? Yeah, Gila monsters aren't very good at acting. They're pretty sluggish, <laughs> and they're poisonous. Or the God Monster of Indian Flats. Yeah. Well, stop using my fucking frat name. <laughs> so it was the Portuguese that the Japanese were trying to keep up because they're trying to get all God God up in that. God hole there. You know, okay. Keep your God out of my God hole. Well, the Portuguese, if, if Mari's to be believed, did make, you know, they're probably the, one of the bigger influences of Europeans in Japan. Is what uh, she was por- telling me. Yeah, Portuguese and the uh, Dutch. Well, they like the Dutch because they didn't try to convert them into Christianity. They just wanted to sell them shit. Yep. So that's why they allowed the 12 guys to stay on the tiny island in Nagasaki. They're going to try this dinosaur meat. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, after 720 or 1720, got some beef swap in there. What is this? 
Ostrich? Ostrich? What the fuck? I didn't see that one. I told you, fucking dinosaur. <laughs> uh, so well, after 1720. Exactly like the gator. <laughs> it's all the same. Mm-hmm. All the same vat, and they just put different labels on mm-hmm. it. So 1720, they allowed Western books to be uh, brought in and translated. But like Mountain Jack Pike. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing to do with God stuff. Get that God out of here. That's right. So it's through the Dutch that the Japanese learned of world events, so you got the Dutch angle. Got some fake news. Oh, the Dutch yeah. angle. Oh, God damn it. The news was heavily tilted. <laughs> we're, but- shooting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, sh- we're shooting, uh, what's the fucking... Uh, the ball sack angle from porno? Or no, no, the fucking uh, <laughs> the Dianetics movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. Ooh, there was... Oh, I forgot Battle, to t- Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. Earth. It's all, the whole fucking oh, movie shot yeah. in Dutch angles. I the for- entire movie. Yes, and a lot of, like, whip pans that are unnecessary mm-hmm. that don't actually land on the subject. They yeah. kind of go past what they're supposed to be focusing on. That's a great one. The best is when uh, old uh, Flashdance there fucking blows the fucking leg off that cow just casually. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty fun. So they hear of the Opium War in 1839-42, and they were shocked to see powerful China... Fall to Britain. Oh no! Because they wouldn't, uh, you know, because they had to trade them something. It's like here, we're going to get you hooked on on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Opium War sounds great. I'm imagining a bunch of people as high as fuck, like throwing rocks at each other. <laughs> hey man, good back here. Oh. I'm gonna <laughs> nod off for a while. <laughs> so that's uh, di- diplomacy at gunpoint. That's that's what they just that, saw. That's kind of HBC like. And they learned of modern medicine f- through the Dutch. Uh, one guy is still kind of famous, Fran Siebold, but he got kicked out of Japan from sending a, he sent a map home, so that's, oh, yeah. that's a no-no. That's a no-no. Uh-oh. Shows him where all the gold good, is. Yeah, gold and <laughs> tanuki balls. But yeah. by the early 1800s, the Dutch were, were kind of limp. They weren't, they were conquered. <laughs> they, they weren't turgid? They nope. were limp? Okay. <laughs> they were conquered by Napoleon and uh, and uh, were part of France for a time. Oh, I forgot about that fucking guy. And so when they were shipping over, stuff over to Japan, they were attacked by Britain because they thought they were French. Because technically they were. Yeah. Yep. Well, and plus, like, I know, you know, the French get beaten on more than I am uh, a fan of. But, you know, in that day and age, if you saw something French, you, you attack it. Mm-hmm. You know? So they would actually take American ships from Indonesia to Japan to continue trading. But in 1813, uh, Britain briefly conquered Indonesia. So the tiny island in Nagasaki was the only place on Earth flying the Dutch flag for those couple of years. Holy shit. Crazy. In 1808, a Brit- uh, British ship sailed into Nagasaki flying the Dutch flag to fool them. But they they didn't do any damage and just sailed away. This, oh, These yeah. counted they, two. They, they, they like touched the yeah. fucking <laughs> land and took it's off. Like, hey, we did it. Ha ha. This flag was a lie, you fucking yeah. gullible bitches. Like, I thought I saw some wooden shoes on board that, you know. It's like you can hear the Dutch sailors coming from miles away. It's just like... But uh, so they leave right away before they could, uh, the Japanese could get an army together to, to attack them. But uh, after that, they were put on the no-fly list or no-sail into our harbor list. Uh, but so they, had to use, they had to use oars after that? Mm-hmm. No sails? Yep. But, uh, you know, of course, the Japanese kind of want to learn British English. British English. Like you? Yep. The, 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 the masterful command of said language. The fucking yep. wordsmith of Bringlish. But they couldn't find a good English interpreter among the dozen Dutchmen that they had on their tiny Neither island. Neither could we. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> were you? Were you around back then? Uh, but they did get an English to Dutch dictionary, but it was still difficult. Three years before Ranald got there, a peaceful British ship doing survey work uh, arrived. They allowed him to survey a little. And tried to talk to him in Dutch, but they didn't understand it. Well, probably doing the white people thing where you just, like, yell louder. 
Like, oh, you don't speak English? You do you <laughs> understand what I dude? Dude, I, I I'm I'm sure I've talked to you about it, but not in a long time. But like, there was a there's an auto parts store called we call it crap. It was called Cut Rate Auto Parts in Shelton. <laughs> well, wow, that's. Yeah, that's called, that's branding. Right I'm going. There. I'm going to crap to pick up a fucking alternator. But like, uh, I was standing in line waiting, and there's this like Mexican dude at the front of the line, and he's he's like doesn't speak a lot of English. He's like trying to make his case to the the parts worker guy, and the the fucking dude behind the counter, he doesn't speak any Spanish, right? But he he decided that oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like. I'm going to be able to talk to this uh, Hispanic dude if I speak with a Mexican accent in <laughs> <laughs> English. And so so he's like, like ole vato. You need not to even know. that, dude. He's just like, he's like, yeah, you need to, you know, like, you need to, you need belt to run. Like, El, just El belt he's like, to alternate. It, it was so cringeworthy. Like, he was speaking broken English in a Mexican accent. I have, I've definitely in the like, army oh, fuck, ran dude. into dudes that were, they think if you just add O to the end of anything. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Helpo, helpo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they found out that Chinese was the way to go. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, because Jap- Japanese and Chinese have an overlap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're more neighbors than the, the Dutch. Yeah. Well, they, they have <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Dutch could understand Dutch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But there's definitely, like, there's uh, three like three main forms of writing. There's, like, kat- yeah. katakana, hiragana, yeah, and then um, uh, kanji. Well, is katakana like, is, like, relatively newer, and it's four idiots that couldn't Well, and it's, and it's read left to right, just, like... English yeah, is yeah, right well, instead I mean, of top to bottom, right to left. But um, hey, man, I failed the shit out of college, fucking Japanese. All right, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but like kanji is like a shared written language between like right. China and Japan. And also, ch- check it out. I uh, I won this at work. Dumb bitch. That's a that's a, he's showing us a little like beaded bracelet, like a little kid's dumb, beaded bracelet that, that says, says dumb, dumb bitch. bitch. I uh, <laughs> I, lo- I lost a bet and now I have to wear this for the week. My daughter saw it and was like. Hey, I want one of those. What's that say? I was like, doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Awesome princess. Carry on. (laughs) Move along, citizen. Uh, So in uh, those three years uh, before Ronald gets there, it seemed kind of critical for everybody to learn English since everybody's trying to crash the party and and crash ships. Yeah, yeah. But uh, And Ronald lands and was eager to learn uh, Japanese and help teach and didn't seem in a hurry to get the hell out of there. Like the other guys that well, tried to escape all the he time. He had set out to, I mean, he literally. He was the first weeaboo. Pretty much, and he, like, did some straight up, like, you know, what, uh, basically what politicians describe, like, you know, like how you, like, get into the United States now. Oh, right. But he right. Actually oh, no, did it for real. my ship crashed. Yeah. Oh, no. So Nagasaki, though nuked a while ago. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Not, not at this point yet, though. No. That's why we get Godzilla, but uh, it's kind of hilly, so not everything got nope. leveled. I know it's still. If, a city. if you want more nightmare fuel for your jerky, uh, just read the stories of the people that were walking out in the in the kind of intermediate zone, just kind of well, walking when, zombies. When, when your fucking shadow gets like burned into the pavement, mm-hmm. that's you know, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty horrible stuff. So, mm-hmm. so we've got some friends uh, in the Tokyo area that. Um, uh, Fuck, that's really good. The alligator is good. The alligator is sp- nice and spicy. It's got a kick. Um, no, our, our our friend was like, uh, her parents are from Nagasaki, and um, <clears throat> they like survived the whole wow. the the whole situation. Or sorry, it would be her grandparents survived the situation. Um, and then ever since then, like every generation, every everyone that survived that shit 
like all their kids have like fucking birth, birth, birth defects oh, and shit. Like yeah. including our friend, she's like in and out of the hospital fucking all the time no. with just congenital birth defects. It's like the uh, '91 Gulf War. You know, uh, Abrams tanks are very effective at like popping holes in Russian tanks. Right. Well, that's because we use depleted uranium right. sabos mm-hmm. in the rounds. And that's all well and good. Dan goes right through your tank armor. But the thing is, when it goes through another tank, it leaves radioactive dust behind. Yeah. And so when you're an Iraqi kid, like after uh, you know after hostilities cease, and like you know, oh, what's this in my neighborhood? Oh, it's a burned up old T seventy two. Let's go play on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's Ugh. a lot of uh, problems that have happened due to that. Yeah, and it's amazing how that blast worked because there's stories of like you know. One lady standing here in the bathroom, and then she turns the corner, and there's Every, nothing left of her sister. Or well, whatever. it's like when that fucking tornado hit Dickinson, like, long ago. Like, it's while well, we were both living out here, but it's the only time I can remember that one actually hit Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And I went on the Dickens Press, looked at the pictures, and there was, like, a turned over Dodge Ram pickup in somebody's yard. The side of the house is ripped off, but there's still clothes hanging on hangers in the closet, and, like, a baby, like, it's like... Somebody took, like, a cleaver, cut off part of the house, and then flipped Flipped their truck. truck But, like, all the shit in the room is undisturbed, even though part of the house is missing. It's wild. Physics, you scary. Yep. So as as radioactive as that is, you go to Reynolds' home home of uh, of uh, Astoria, and you go another 150 miles upriver, you get uh, Hanford. Hanford. Oh, Hanford? Yeah, where they they made all the fucking fuel for those fucking mm -hmm. bombs. And now also... Still store, store, store the waste from yeah. leaching mm-hmm. into fucking groundwater. If you want to learn more about Hanford, <laughs> you can uh, listen. Dollop did a good one about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Nagasaki, there's a lot of historical sites remaining and had many influences from around the world because it was the only open city. But the Dutch island was gone before WW2. I don't know what happened to it. It must have sank. Or... Well, it was man-made anyway, so yeah. it was probably just they stopped needing to use it, so they stopped maintaining it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you know the ocean did what oceans do. Mm-hmm. Ronald was kept in Dahane, a uh, retreat. I'm sure I said that. That was originally- You say Tahine? Dahane. Uh, Dahane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he uh, was kept in savory yet lime-flavored, <laughs> like, uh, what would you call it? Spice? Yeah. I'm just imagining him, like, in a jail cell in, in Nagasaki with, like, a fucking, like, super long, like, waifu pillow. Yeah, this is the life, baby. This uh. is what I was going for. <laughs> well, it's originally Chinese. If you have a waifu pillow, you should should probably be put into a JSO in Nagasaki. <laughs> I'm imagining that's the whole reason he crashed his ship on the shore of Japan. He's like, I gotta get, gotta get there. That's I heard the heard tale of a, of a pillow that you could fuck at night. Yeah, he's just really into capsule machines. That's yeah, what yeah totally. <laughs> so it's a seven by nine room where he's locked in, but he had fucking a, spacious. I know he got access to adjoining room with a turlet in it. Nice a turlet. Oh, did you by hear that? The, you mean hole in the ground? Yeah, you straddle. Okay, yeah. Did you Still hear the, the story of the, the like the guy was working for the like the historical society in Japan or something, and they backed into the world's oldest toilet or Japan's <laughs> oldest toilet? Backed into like, it with what? Did they not with know the it was there? Or, oh, yeah. dude! Like, did they discover it by backing into it, or they knew it was? Like, they, you know, that, that's what he was working on. The oh, and restoring then he it up. this toilet. Oh, dude! Shit! <laughs> Somebody got yelled at. <laughs> But uh, Reynolds didn't know it at the time, but this prison was actually really nice compared to the regular prisons at the time. It had uh, tatami mats. You, tatami mats. Tatami. Yeah. Yeah. Tatami. Even, even, even I know that. <laughs> uh, usually used for political prisoners or the insane. <laughs> I like how that's... I like the, that's arbitrarily lumped together. <laughs> political prisoners, the insane, and left-handed people. The insane are the politicians. Right. Oh, <laughs> 
Uh, but that was better than the Rugoku, which was prison. So it's a prison, prison hill, uh, I guess. That's prison uh, hill. Prison, prison hell. hell. Yeah. Oh, like super jail. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that a fucking uh, theme park? <laughs> Welcome to prison hill. Speaking of fucking super jail, that was an underrated yeah. cartoon. Oh, and, so their, good. and their theme song is a banger. Hell yeah, dude. And Jailbot is my fucking spirit man. Yeah. <laughs> What did I tell you? The Mr. Pickles, another another yes. good one. Mm-hmm. The the studios is like two doors down from the crime museum that the mummy that Elmer was in. Elmer was in. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Hell yeah! Hand me one of those tubular meats. Tubular mm-hmm. meat. Would you like uh, duck dick, bison dick, or deer dick? Bison. Oh, I got, that's the safe bet. I got the eye on the camel there. <laughs> I have a camel. It's a thrill of the thrill of the bite. <laughs> Although, as we've learned, the camel is not to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to catch them all and put them into jerky. Yep. yep. Uh, so Randall was only there mm-hmm. for a half a year and was let out only for interrogations. He was asked for his books, but were denied. Then he asked for his Bible, and then he was told, "Don't fucking mention the Bible oh, yeah. here. It's a bad book." Has he already has he already spit and stepped on the cross yet? He's gonna do that. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna happen. Okay. Also, I totally agree with the Japanese at that time. Like, uh, <laughs> terrible. Like, read this instead. But that, was, but that was just initially. He was told that if he behaved, he got anything he wanted, which he did. And his treatment <laughs> got better once he started uh, teaching English. I don't know about the texture, man. It's it's weird. Softer than I expected. Way softer. So he got pork once a week, which is rare at the time. Oh, you don't want to eat that shit rare? Oh, that's yeah. how That's how you Trich- get trichnosis, no, trichnosis man. So. Especially back then. And he uh, got bread from the Dutch, too. So And old Dutch potato chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, even his Bible was returned, and one of the Dutch guys sent over some liquor, too. Wow. But, I mean, he's got it made, mm-hmm. like, frankly. Hell yeah, but yeah. Randall was actually a teetotaler, or titoler. Did they force him to drink? No. No. Because no. that's what they did to me. Every time Every time I go to Japan, I'm forced to fucking drink alcohol. Every time the you alcohol. go outside, you're forced to drink. <laughs> like, uh, when I wake every, up in the every morning. Every time, yeah. Uh, Shit, let me force myself to drink this. <laughs> no, the... Uh, Drinking culture in Japan is fucking outrageous, man. Outrageous. The best is like, uh, we'd, we'd go out and like play shows and shit and then come back and you're like waiting at the train station and there's fucking, it's like, you know, one or two in the morning and there's just like salarymen, salarymen in suits just passed out in fucking flower pots and shit <laughs> or like just on the sidewalk and they always take their briefcase and set it next to them with their shoes on top of the briefcase and they're just like passed and out. And nobody on the fucks with their shit. No, cause they know. They're like, oh, shoes off, fucking, you know, sitting on top of the briefcase. He's good. That's that's how you know. Yeah. He's he's fine. He'll wake up and go home eventually. Yeah, and here, your shoes are gone. Your briefcase mm-hmm. is gone. Well, but, well, Mari, Mari explained to me the whole thing was like because uh, uh, her sister was like worked in an office at one point, and uh, the the whole thing is like when you go out, it depends on what company you're working for, but like it might be every night of the week. It might just be Fridays, fucking whatever. But you, uh, your immediate boss will take everybody with them. They're like you know all nine people in the office. Go out. And get drinks, and every time your fucking boss gets a new drink, you have to get a new drink too. 
you have to keep up with oh, your boss. Oh, it's like some Hunger Games shit. Yeah, fucking, you got yeah. you got to keep up with your boss. Otherwise, it's like uncouth or whatever. Well, challenge accepted, cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I've been training for this my whole no life. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's why you see these fucking salary dudes like just fucking wasted, like passed out. Like I said, in planter boxes. Well, made of yeah, celery. Like, yeah, the boss. <laughs> the boss is like a six eight, three hundred pound dude with a bucket. <laughs> that's why I don't work for Godzilla. And breeze fire too. Well, you work for. I don't know. The joy, he's probably worse than Yeah, Angel. He's more of a monster. Does he still run that shit? Yes. Yep. Oh, God got, damn it. He just got yelled at a few days ago by, I think, the Senate or somebody again. Uh, I, don't, I don't pay attention. A uh, b- bunch of. <laughs> to my work. Just a bunch of lost <laughs> lost in late packages. And they're like, why aren't you doing anything about that? Because I'm trying no, to. No good answer. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to, to run this it shit, in. bitch. Well, well, I'm tr- <laughs> well, yeah. He's actively trying to run into the ground. Like well, before, it was like implied that you're supposed to run it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love how, like, I got to run this like a business. Like, well, it was never set up to make money. It's not a fucking, fucking business. No, it's, it's, it's illegal to make uh, a profit for more than three years in a row. But yet, what's, he, what, what's he trying to do? Make profit. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna mail him my fucking bracelet. <laughs> uh, though it was comfy in the cell, uh, Ronald worried they might never get out. Uh, I can see that being a concern. Mm-hmm. Waifu it, pillow. Yep. Tell me I'm gonna get out of here. Someday. I mean, I've really gotten used to this. It's much seven better by than a hey girl. Space, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Japanese have a like more refined design sense, and you know. Mm-hmm. In the late 1980s, the site of his jail was found and a monument put up. So now we can go visit that. Whoa! It's like a parking space, mm-hmm. probably. It's like where they found King, what King Henry VIII or whatever. His yeah, remains. Uh, yeah. Under yeah, a fucking parking garage. Well, they, oh, were, fifth, bu- yeah. they were they were building a parking oh, uh, yeah, structure, and they oh look, skeleton that has gold shit on it. <laughs> huh? Somebody misplaced this king pretty bad. Like, because <laughs> wasn't it assumed he'd been buried somewhere the fuck else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was even probably a fucking grave marker. Now there's a Prius. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, Randall is known as the first teacher of English in Japan, even though years before the Dutch tried to do it, but didn't really stick. So, not quite true, but it's true enough. He's the first American one, and that's what counts. That's, mm-hmm. that's fucking A right. And, <laughs> and, of course, the the Japanese interpreters that got taught English were sworn to secrecy anyway, so that's why it took until the 1980s for him to actually be somewhat known. Uh, Randall had 14 pupils. It's a lot of eyes. Fucking bug eyes. As you see, he's a spider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one guy was 17. One guy was 74. Awesome. Mm-hmm. No ageism. Uh, so Randall kind of explained the situation. Uh, he said, quote, one guy would read English to me, you know, kind of one at a time, and he'd correct their pronunciation. The I said that right, right? brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Wrong. Wife and- of Billow. And in the best I could, I would explain it back to him in Japanese and then kind of correct him. Randall found that he had a natural aptitude for teaching. He found his students were well up on grammar, and they learned very quickly. And it already helped that these guys were already interpreters for the Dutch anyway. So they, yeah. they knew a little bit. But what Randall really, the important part was teaching them like customs and body language and, and all the other stuff too that they had no clue about America. Well, and the other thing is he's now dealing with, like, you know, he grew up kind of floating in and out of, like, guys whose grasp of English, even though it was their main language, is probably a little fucked up. and Water millions. Yeah. You know, and just, like, you know, mountain men and shit like that. Totally, yeah. It must have been kind of nice to have somebody that's like, oh, I'm willing to learn. Okay, tell me more. You know, rather mm-hmm. than, shut up, boy, you half-bred, blah, 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 you know, like, where, you know, he's got an accepting audience here. He's not sure. being judged on his... uh 
racer age. Yeah, or yeah. Any, you know. So Reynolds' favorite people was, uh, let me try this, Inosuke Moriyama? Yep, Mr. Moriyama. You're doing better with the Japanese than you are with anything else so far. <laughs> better than English. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, they were kind of close together in age. And this guy goes on to work with meetings with the Americans in a few years, and the Russians, and yep. the Brits in the 1850s. Yeah, isn't he with uh, uh, Admiral whatever the fuck, like, isn't he the main interpreter in that? Yeah, Perry. Yep. yep. And he goes... I in, remember Moriyama, but I can't remember fucking Perry. <laughs> Good job. Uh, he goes on the first Japanese mission to Europe in 1862, and he's buried in Tokyo's Hinmoji Temple. I'm sure I said that That's right. Not, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> And they say this is Japan's first interpreter, at least Japanese interpreters, yes. even though it's not quite right. Is it a bird trying to emulate a car alarm going on? I was going to say, it's either a bird or a fucking car alarm. It's like a fucking cockatiel that's been hearing cars getting crowded. I was raised by a Mazda Oh my Miata. God, did you see the beatboxing cockatiel online? No. Yeah. Is it better than the metal singing uh, cockatiel? Or no, uh, or uh, uh, Death Death Beak is still its own thing. <laughs> death Beak? You never saw the Death Metal? No, gray par- I think he's a, a gray parrot. Or uh, I don't. Or I don't follow. Ball, right? I don't follow R slash Birds. <laughs> no, there's like a there was like a Death Metal band that their lead singer is a parrot <laughs> that they start playing some like and this fucking thing just starts screaming in the mic. And it's called Death Beak. Okay, yeah. sweet hell yeah. yeah. The hardcore band with a bird for a singer is not named Death Beak. It is actually called Hate Beak. I am not a parrot. Anyway, Moriyama impressed Perry staff as their best interpreter when they came in 1853. Right. So Randall learned some Dutch, too, uh, but he also learned a lot of Japanese, though it was against the law. I think he's turning Japanese. Against the law. <laughs> turning Japanese? I really, think, I really so. think so. And if he did have access to a dictionary, it would have been the only one in existence at a time. He's probably keeping it himself. So it's like a super rare item in D&D terms? Like, mm-hmm. you got he killed a fucking some kind of like yeah like a beholder giant or some shit. monster and <laughs> well actually it'd be, it dropped the tome of uh, perfect translation right early. exactly uh, plus plus five to wisdom you know like, yeah. <laughs> in eighteen thirty uh, in Batavia Batavia Indonesia yeah a uh, Dutch guy made one but he had never know, been to Japan what. Yeah, Batavia, that's what they used to call Indonesia. I always thought Batavia? I, I had seen Batavia written in shit. I always assumed it was some kind Germany. of tra- Transylvania kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing some fucking Vlad Tepes fucking werewolf by night and bots flying around. But no, it's just what they called Indonesia because I never bothered to ask anybody what they called. Oh, they or, just they just named it? Well, whatever. Well, that's what you do. God damn it. White <laughs> people are so fucking lame. <laughs> oh, Nihon? Cool, you're Japan. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> totally. Oh, Deutsch, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in 1830, uh, the, the Dutch guy made one, but he'd never been to Japan and relied on a Chinese guy to help him out. Oh. And he didn't understand Eng- English or Japanese. <laughs> wait, wait, This wait. is where people all have their mouths on their stomachs and the birds fly backwards. The he's, sun comes sorry, up in the morning purple. I missed a chunk. He's writing a Japanese <clears throat> to dictionary. English dictionary. 
Uh, well, it was probably Japanese to, to Dutch, Dutch. then Dutch to English, but the but Chinese he didn't speak guy Japanese or, or Chinese or English. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. He didn't. He just didn't speak. He wrote a Dutch <laughs> book and made some shit up. <laughs> God damn it, dude. So Ronald, uh, though trapped, had many visitors and got along with everybody because he's an actual cool dude. I like many. Uh, whenever they say many visitors and captivity in the same thing, I'm always picturing like o- oh, Oda Odebanga. Oda Oda yep. oh, God. <laughs> Throw or, some ham hocks at it. It's an American, you know. Ooh, maybe do you want, puppy want blue jeans? Jesus you know, like, Christ. Or on uh, Parks and Rec where they have the the the. The Jewish guy or the rabbi in the zoo. oh in the, in the zoo and yeah the Pawnee murals yeah yeah what the fuck on Parks Rec part. their their city hall you know they have all those murals of yeah. mostly it's Native American atrocities yeah. but there's like the well there's the the oh, one woman yeah. who wanted to read being sent out adrift on the ice floe <laughs> and then the other they have like a rabbi in like a cage in the zoo I just remember the like the Indian chief like with a with cannon, cannon right, right in front of him oh, oh, I thought yeah. about that, I with, that oh, oh boy that was in the uh, the TP and then they, oh, they blew, blew that, his fucking that's TP up. literally all I could picture when we were talking about that. This is called the Trial of Chief Wamapo. It was painted in 1936, and this is Chief Wamapo, and he was convicted of crimes against the soldiers. I am always amazed at his quiet dignity right before he's killed by a cannonball. I'm surprised no one's complained about this. Oh, tons of people have. Yeah, we get letters every day. Yeah. So- uh, so Randall finds out from a lot of the guys visiting that many people just don't like the restrictions and want to want all the new sh- shiny stuff in what, the world. People don't like authoritarian systems of government, <laughs> and they knew that they were behind in the world in many technologies, especially for guns and blue, stuff like blue, that. I say blue jeans, <laughs> guns, and four by fours, baby. There's a, although one, they make the best four by four on the planet now. One but. one American import store in Japan at the time, and it's called Guns and Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I go I, I go there to buy. You know, all, all my, my guns, guns and most of my most stuff. Of my stuff yeah. Back to motherfucking Parks and Rec. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of party, is it? Uh, Randall gave him a lot of info on the outside world, especially whaling. Yeah. yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> With these new steamships, which, oh, yeah. which didn't you, exist in you Japan. You rape the natural world at mm-hmm. a much higher rate of speed God. with one of these babies. And, of course, with steamships, America wanted a Pacific trade because they they just got... California and all that good stuff. Fucking Kenny Powers jet ski steamship mm-hmm. coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MacGyver on a coffin jet ski. Oh, yep. So they wanted to at least use Japan as a coaling station. Oh, nice. A like, what station? Coaling. Coal, they got to fill coal. Coal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard coal. I thought coaling. Like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you made me snort. I already had a runny nose. Oh, that was, that was almost tragic. Hey, you did that to yourself, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, cooling station. Like, well, and also, like, you know, with steam shit, just like trains, you'd have the, you know, you see on Old West shit where they have the, the tower where they got to put water in the train, too. For you, sure, yeah. You'd have all the fire you want on a steam-powered shit. But yeah. If you don't have, the lucky part about a ship, though, is you happen to be- Lots of water. Driving on water, but- It'll fuck up your insides. Exactly. Salt water, yep. so- is there, is there a spicy one over there? Give him the duck. Give him the Howard the Duck boob. Give him the duck. Maple duck doesn't sound spicy to me. Duck boobs. I'll, I'll try it, though. Oh, see. maple. Like, probably not yeah. spicy. Maple duck. The camel's probably spicy, maybe. Why Why is this one, like, corkscrew-shaped? <laughs> hey. It's fresh off the... <laughs> uh, so, the word of the Lagoda crew reached papers in New York City. That's one of the wrecked ones, I guess. They gave oh, those the, fucking guys. Yeah. yeah. They gave the one-sided story. Try that. It's weird. Yeah, it's maple duck jerky. I expect it to be fucking weird. <laughs> fucking weird. The the longer you chew on it, like the sweeter it gets. Will try that shit. 
Is that what you tell all your dates? Hey, oh. That's not bad. That was, uh, that was the sexual maneuver that I, I invented. I would actually like to, like, um, like crisp that up in a pan, actually, yes, a little bit. totally. Like a breakfast yeah. sausage. Totally. Yeah, it is. It's good. Good, no, duck. The, good Howard the Duck boobs. Some, like, Jimmy Dean. Yeah, Jimmy Dean Duck Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. Get yourself ready for a trip through McDonald's land. One bright sunny day in McDonald's land, Ronald, Big Mac, and their friend Jim were on their way to McDonald's when suddenly... The burger alarm! Cried Jim. Ronald knew in an instant what had happened. Why, it's that crafty old hamburglar stealing all those delicious McDonald's hamburgers. Said Ronald. What'll we do? Well, not even a crafty old hamburglar can pass up a McDonald's chocolate shake. Said Ronald. And sure enough, the crafty old hamburglar went for it. But then, like Ronald said, who wouldn't? So those are the guys that keep trying to escape. So that's right. why they're not getting treated well. Well, and also part of the reason they probably got it's it's positive because they talk a bunch of shit, and some of it's probably warranted because whatever. But the, like part of the reason they were locked up in the first place is apparently you know it's sailors in the eighteen fucking hundreds. They show up. They showed up. Oh look, a whole island of people that ain't white. Hey, not white person, give me some shit to drink and woman to fuck. And the Japanese are like, no, what? This, no. this is not how we do shit around here. <laughs> They're like, give me some filet of fish to steal. Well, they're used to like, <laughs> they're, they're like used to showing up in Hawaii and you know, their Getting society is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, they're hanging out with women's and. I'm, getting, I'm imagining you know, Japan at this time, like Hawaii, like when you get there, they put a lay on your neck, but uh, they just hand you like a long, really long pillow with a sexy lady on it. Man, you and the waifu Here pillows. I've, I've never seen your wife move. <laughs> she sits in the corner. <laughs> That's right. That's a disturbing thought that I attended college for all three years with. <laughs> Wait a second. That's a hey girl. <laughs> yeah. hey girl. You finally figured it out. Well, they've known each other for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> all this time, you never told me you were a hey girl. Uh, and, of course, the Americans didn't know of any of their laws, the seclusion laws. And they, and they wouldn't I understand care. it anyway. And they wouldn't have bothered to ask anyhow. Mm-hmm. Like, and they wouldn't understand why somebody would be in prison just for... You know, wrecking, being an asshole, mm-hmm. or well, not, yeah, oh, being wreck- yeah, that's right, yeah. or not bowing to him, right? Oh, like, yeah, like kneeling to Zod. I bow to no man. <laughs> Cream rise to the top. Uh, but eventually, the Americans learned that these guys were deserters, and they probably. But yeah. this is after 1853, and then after 1853, everybody's like got a hard on for Japan, right? Well, and also these guys were like they were starving us and shit. Like it's like yeah. But you got, like, regular Japanese food. That's things you're dealing with. <laughs> Which, at that time, people that were generally in smaller stature and generally ate a more vegetable-based diet. Vegetable. And a lot Vegetable and seafood. And a lot less food at one sitting than, right. than your typical fucking yeah, American yeah. dude. So. Where's all the coffee and fucking yeah. bacon fat? Yeah. You're handed, like, some rice and some steamed vegetables. Like, I'm dying! <laughs> Which, I mean, that will literally kill me. It'll, like, upset my body chemistry because it's where's the rancid so there, there's not nearly enough sodium in that whole shit and there's absolutely no cheese so i would 
fucking crow. It's the, it's the, the sole Toxic reason shot. why when, when Poop Attack went on tour in Tokyo, like, Bo didn't come. I had to sing all the, all the songs. Yeah, it's not like my grandma died and I couldn't afford to go anyway <laughs> and didn't have a passport. A lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. So April 17th, 1849, Reinald heard six cannon shots, which usually meant it was the signal to uh, of the annual Dutch ship. They only got one ship a year. But it was too early for the ship. Hello, it's us, the Dutch. We're back. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, what the fucking guys? <laughs> and it was too early, so it signaled the troops to get there on the double. It was an American ship. Oh, no. Who had orders to pick up stranded sailors, those other guys that yeah, yeah. got the story out. And the ship uh, was the USS S. Preble. How many S's? S's. As S's. many as you need. <laughs> uh, under James Glynn. Oh, that fucking guy. James oh, yeah, Glynn. this is fun. Yeah, yeah. So his orders were to pick up any Americans in Japan. Uh, so this is kind of good luck for Ranald, even though he probably... Wanted to stick around. He, he wanted. I was like, I want to stay, but I can. Can we get rid of the seven by nine? Yeah, right. Thing. Maybe give me a book. So before he left Hong Kong, Glenn had three letters explaining his mission, written in Japanese, probably with the help of one of the three Kichis, if you remember those. Yep. Dudes. Oh yeah, yeah. Kichis. Yep. Uh, one was just a normal letter apologizing and asking for any Americans back, like any normal. I'm sorry. Can I have my Americans back, please? <laughs> An American letter apology, I just imagine, yeah. is like some trailer park dweller. Like, it's just a picture. Sorry, baby, I didn't mean to beat you up last night. I just had too many coups. Nah, it's just man. a crude drawing of a cannon and a <laughs> stick person with a samurai sword yeah, right. getting blown up. Yeah. Uh, these other two were more aggressive, though. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I will be forced to murder you if you don't give me back <laughs> yep. these fucking assholes. We're going to have to negotiate with these uh, eight-pounders. Yep, one said, uh, we're going to leave a ship here permanently to rescue shipwreckers. I'm sure the people on board that ship were thrilled with that shit. It's like, oh, we're slowly starving in a Boston. Also, I'm imagining they weren't told that until the <laughs> fucking announcement. Anyways, I'm leaving this ship and all these motherfuckers yeah, here yeah, yeah. permanently. Like, wait, w- wait, what? All right, sailors, we're here to scare the shit out of the Japanese. But, sir, like, how do we get resupplied? Like, doesn't matter. Don't ask <laughs> stupid questions. Uh, the other letter said that Japan was going to be used as a coaling station, whether they liked it or not. Oh, yep. that sounds very American. But these last two letters were weren't used though. But he had them in his pocket just in case. Oh, he was like he had like flashcards. He was gonna. He had, mm-hmm. he had three three uh, yeah, yeah. levels of severity. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me use the nasty gram, yeah. motherfucker. I'm reaching into my satchel. You don't want to see what's coming out. You don't want to read. You're not gonna like it. <laughs> so the preble leaves Hong Kong, but. Everybody gets smallpox, so they go back and quarantine for a little while. Everybody gets smallpox, so they go back and spread some smallpox. <laughs> You're on a ship, man. That is quarantine. Mm-hmm. But lucky for Ranald, while back in Hong Kong, Glenn finds out about him through an article about his attempt to go to Japan. But basically, it's the guy saying, we let him out. We don't know if he's alive or not. But that at least gives him the excuse to go there. Yeah, I'm, I'm searching for Ranald McDonald. Mm-hmm. What kind of pills are those? Sourageous drops. The, I haven't tried those, but they make a the accept- Australian uh, Australian licorice, uh, licorice company. So it's they like- make an acceptable uh, substitute for you know how uh, good and fruities used to be like licorice in the middle, and they uh-huh. turned it to that weird gel shit that can yeah yeah eat peanuts out of my shit. The red shit. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I want that red licorice back. These that, guys, so these guys make the red licorice. This yeah. is like that red licorice shit, yeah. and then it's like coated with like a sour candy fucking shell. Fucking a. Is it better that I can't eat Mike and Ike's anymore because they turned out to be gay, so. What? What? (laughs) The sour Mike and Ike's are fucking dope. Those ones are great. Those are the ones that have just been disappointed in life. 
yeah. <laughs> working a dead yes. end job. That's right. <laughs> Loveless marriage. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Yeah. So the Preble gets there, and the first Japanese to step aboard was Moriyama. Yep. And he said, hey, what's up? And he's like, whoa, you can talk. Holy fuck. Bro, what's up? What's that, man? Hey, welcome to Japan and shit. Yep. Welcome to Japan. I love you. <laughs> so Glenn was pretty impressed, and they got along well. Ooh, look at this, gentlemen. It's a non-white person that speaks English. Shocking. But uh, Glenn was still frustrated by all the bureaucracy and was worried about being attacked because he should be. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, direct answers were considered impolite by the Japanese. Yep. yep. You guys got to talk around the subject. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, there's no provision to give shipwreckers to anyone but the Dutch or the Chinese to deport. So that's part of the bureaucracy, too. It's like, we don't have a law for this. We don't yeah, know what to we do. Just give them to the Dutch because we, we don't want them. They'll figure something out. We don't know where they drop them. I suppose they could just... Weren't they kind of dropping them in, like, Russia, basically, a lot of times? Uh, Sometimes China. Yeah. I know there was some guys that just got, like, set loose in Russia for no fucking... It was like, wow, cool, we didn't speak Japanese, we don't speak Chinese, we still don't speak Russian, <laughs> but at least we're walking. Yeah. Fucking well, freezing, like, freezing ass cold. Yeah, you're got Coco Jean, like, fucking here, go to where <laughs> right. those other white people are. Actually, like, uh, yeah, there's... there's uh, Guy Kokoji means like foreign. Gene means person, right? So like foreign person. Yeah. Well, I remember what you were saying like Coco Gene. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Problematic. Pro- very problematic. Um. But uh, no, I I uh, I I coined a term in Japanese for for white man. It's a it's a Shido Gene. Shido Gene. Literally means like yeah. white person. Yeah. But it's not a thing that people say. Shido Gene. Shido Gene. Mm-hmm. Shido means white. Oh, emphasis on the shit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. As I learn Japanese, I'm trying to bastardize as much as I possibly can, <laughs> like uh, like uh, to- like I'm doing with nature. English for like to- toilet paper. Uh, I came up with a uh, unko uh, 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 so gami means paper. Yeah, unko means shit, shit paper. Shit paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's well, like isn't, uh, isn't your kanji like and your name like boiling vomit? Boiling vomit. Vi- boiling vomit yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mario. I'm stick. <laughs> That's right, Bo. Stick. Yep, Bo, like Bo. Donatello, B-O. Bo Staffing. Oh, yep. gotcha. What was uh, my old my old roommate? Oh, I know I've said this before. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Harris Geddes. And like, oh, yeah. Harisu oh. means like squirrel tooth, and Getty means diarrhea, so yep. squirrel tooth <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> it's like the uh, uh, Icelandic. They can't, by law, they have to have Icelandic names for everything. So you can't call something a modem. It's like... You know, now a paragraph it's long. Like the electric elves. Using the, yeah. yeah. The, the electric elves. little people that send our <laughs> messages through the rainbow bifrost bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ger- German's kind of similar, too. They got those weird compound fucking nouns that, like, what was, what's the one? They that, got the awesome words, though, that, like, you know, like the one everybody knows is Schadenfreude, but, the, like, the like. They have words for, like, a face that needs to be punched and shit like that. And they're like, you know, it's like... I just like the compound nouns they put together for, like, um, like turtle. I, I can't... I don't know what it is, but um, I know I know that turtle in, in German, basically, uh, it's like a compound noun that means, like, armored toad. Okay. Yeah, which is fucking dope. Yeah, well, like, your wife with the, her understanding raccoons. <laughs> yeah, finger, uh, what are finger those cats. Thing, what are those things? Uh, finger cats. Yeah, yeah finger cats. <laughs> oh. Washing bears. So we, uh, we had our first, like, bluegrass show... Since the you know since Brett yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday at, oh, Scare- no. at Scarecrow Video we did a live stream they were doing a they were doing like a, a telethon oh, basically fuck, fucking text a guy Jesus it's been a fucking crazy month <laughs> but um yeah so uh, we're not gonna call it rats in the grass anymore so we're trying to come up with a name Fox Juice 
Foxy's. There yep. you go. Yep. That's uh, that's Mari's word for uh, for, uh, for uh, hard hard Japanese liquor. Yep. Oh. Fox juice. Like, Why? Because it, it makes, makes you feel like a fox. <laughs> makes you feel like a fox. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's what? pretty much rice vodka. Yeah. Oh. But what does the fox say? Uh, so by April 25th, Glenn was frustrated. Uh, he was finally promised the men in three days. Three days yep. will bring you men. Bring me men. <laughs> three days. Uh, so three just, days turn around on the, your order of men. Mm-hmm. He's just in the fucking. He's in, he's in the captain's quarters, so like slowly like jerking it until the men get there. <laughs> See, I'm just picturing more like the DMV. Oh, he's got the, like the little number in his hand. He pulled out the little he's red thing. Yeah. So just the day before, Randall was told that uh, Glenn was there looking for him. Uh, so it takes another six days for those two to actually meet. Uh, April 26th, Randall was let out to see the magistrate. And there he sees the other guys from Lagoda for the first time, the, the runaways, the yeah. deserters. Oh, L- Lagoda was the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, the boat. And they did look pale and thin. So they were told not to fish off Japan again, and then they were taken to the Dutch island. So they're ready to leave. Glenn wanted to leave as soon as possible, but he got the men late that day. He also gets uh, four whaleboats that the Lagoda guys came in with, with all the riggings. It's like, here, take these boats. Yeah. Don't what am I supposed shit. to do? Don't with leave all this, this shit laying around here. Clean up your shit. Yep. And it had all the tack and harpoons. All right. So they just throw it out in the bay. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? Fucking start a small business, dude. Like, come on. Build so a chicken. Where's, get, where's get, your entrepreneurial spirit? Mm-hmm. It's getting late, and there's no wind for them to take off. Yeah, and the Japanese keep on being like, get the fuck out. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I'd love to, but I can't exactly like, fire this puppy up and fucking yep. go. Just as they uh, were drafting another official letter telling them to leave. This, this is bureaucracy at work. <laughs> the, the wind finally picks up, so they get out of there. So, Reynolds in his autobiography, the quote-unquote not real good one in 1923. Autobiography ruled out. Uh, he wasn't complimentary of the people in his treatment for whatever reason. Probably just to stir up more shit. Or the other guy who helped well, him write it was kind of an asshole. I too. also saw the theory, like, um, he did a lot more shit talking when he was on the boat with those guys from the Lagoda. Because they were very bitter and angry. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, totally. I was also oh, treated like... to fit in. like... Well, yeah, he definitely doesn't bad. want them to know he had his own room with right, a right, toilet. Right. And got treated well. Yeah, but, for sure. Oh yeah, it was it was total total hardship. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> total nightmare. F- man. Fucking savages over here. Yeah, but that's probably just with those guys. But he tells uh, the Glenn that he was treated cool. Yeah, mostly he gave me sunglasses and cigarettes, <laughs> man. <laughs> right. But uh, me how to do flip kicks and shit. <laughs> the the government people were kind of assholes, but you know the regular yeah. people that came in were okay. Oh, uh, you you missed the like the guy that. Um, Oh, he also said you might have his head chopped off too, but that's probably when he was talking to the Lagoda guys. Well, I was going to talk about that too. With the the he had the buddy that was the prison guard that brought his wife and shit in to meet him, and then like um, I think I don't know if we covered that last week or not. Well, last I mean for 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 you listeners, it's actually been a couple weeks since we've recorded, so I don't remember what the fuck we did. Uh, but um, but there was a guy that he got friendly with one of the prison guards, right? And you know kind of on off days or whatever like dude would like bring his wife and her sister and their kids and shit and he'd get to meet the families and shit like that but that was like a no-no and somebody one of the other guards narked that guy out oh shit and then well and he's like hey what happened to my buddy and the guy doesn't speak any fucking you know Mm -hmm. and he does the uh draw a line across across the neck yeah and that that is like it was 
symbolic. Basically, he got fired. Right. But Ronald or Ronald assumed that they chopped his buddy's he chopped head off. Chopped his head off, man. Right. So. So even though no records of this exist, uh, Ronald said he told Glenn that uh, they should go back and open up trade to Japan because there's a lot of people ready for it. It's like right not now. Not necessarily the government. They're like a fucking block away and mm-hmm. just, oh, turn this bitch around. Let's go institute some trade policy. So in November 1852, President Mallard Fillmore sent oh, Commodore fuck. Matthew Perry to Japan. Uh, he gets there in July 1853, and he left a note in Edo Bay asking for friendship, commerce, supply of coal, provisions, and protection of our shipwrecked people. Like in the bay? Yep. Like just threw it in a in wine it. bottle and ducked it out there? Yep. And then put a sh- you know a sh- little ship in it was, the bottle. It too. was later found by somebody in like Papua New Guinea who was like, what the fuck is this? So uh, after he leaves a note, he goes back to Hong Kong and then returns in March 1854 because got to give him half a year to think this over. Right. Well, it takes him a while to draft a response, you know. Several responses pick, pick the right in varying sta- degrees of severity. Yeah, pick the right stationery. Yeah. Um, what kind of scent you're going to maybe waft at the uh, <laughs> paper. Eventually, it ended in a treaty since, you know, you have guns pointed at you. I was going to say, they literally, well, I think the standing orders was make a treaty. where We're going to have a treaty one way or another, basically. Like, we can do this the easy way yeah. or the really easy way. I can do this with you yeah. or the next guy they hire after I kill you. Mm-hmm. Or it's basically, you can sign this or I'll show you till you sign this. Right. Yeah. And it was the start of the collapse of the feudal system in Japan, and that ended in 1868. But it brings Japan into the modern world. Ooh. Now we have Nintendo. Well, I was going to say, like, they, they replaced all their old, like, junks that would get lost at sea with Gundams. So, mm-hmm. like, it was, everything was cool. I think Nintendo was already invented at this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> For real. It was like a card. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, Perry brings examples of modern world, like, photos. <laughs> Pornography! <laughs> A miniature steam train. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I want... And the Telegraph, too. 1889 in Kyoto. That's when Nintendo started. So how did they, like, demonstrate the Telegraph, like, set two of them up on a table with, like, two feet of wire between them Mm -hmm. and, like, check this out. Mind-blowing, dude. Okay. Oh, ghost. So the official negotiations were in Dutch and Chinese. Oh, the interpreters that Randall taught impressed Perry and helped make friendships and also teaches them, you know, customs and... What not to do and, you know, body language and all right. that good stuff. So, March 3rd, 1854. How do, get, how, do, how do you get, like, a nosebleed when you're horny? Isn't that what, how, like, <laughs> yeah. manga works? Yeah. Uh, Moriyama meets with Perry, and he asks about Randall, and uh, he probably didn't know anything. Because after Randall left, he was dropped off in Hong Kong. If he was taken back to the U.S., he might have been famous. Because after, right after uh, Perry, interest in Japan was at its height. But he was broke in Hong Kong and had to sign on with a ship, and he wrecks in the Indian Ocean yep. and had to swim to shore with nothing, only a knife in his teeth and yep. shark-infested waters. Uh, oh, sure. Well, he also... <sighs> oh, wait, no, did he already... Yeah, that was the last time when he lost that fucking hatchet when he was swimming, wasn't it? He lost all his notes in the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like his second shipwreck, basically. Like, <laughs> So he shipwrecks for real this time. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, this one's not on purpose. Well, at least you said, train, you know, you train as you fight. You know, you do a f- <laughs> couple fake shipwrecks and, you know. <laughs> so the, more, for, the more you fucking sweat and train, the less you bleed in combat. There you go. So for the next four years, it's kind of muddy. He visits uh, Calcutta, Java, and Singapore. Just flat out picturing, like, uh, Legend of the Fall, like, you know, motherfucking Brad Pitt's guy smoking opium and dying of fevers and eating zebra mm-hmm. hearts and shit. Yep. Fucking... Then he goes to the Gold Rush in Ballarat, Australia, not Death Valley, oh. where the guy shows you uh, the, the truck that Charles Manson used. There you go. 
Wait, he went to Australia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's on the same <laughs> planet. Well, no, If he, you said he was already in like Indonesia and shit, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hop, skip, and a jump from there. Yeah, sure. And then he goes out to all the big cities of Europe. See, and, that's further afield. Yeah, right. Like, And in the spring of 1853, he showed up near Montreal, where his father had retired. Like, but a little too late because his dad just died. About, I think it was like, yeah, a matter of like weeks. Before. Oh, Jesus, yeah. really? Uh, at the end, Archie left Randall out of his will. Because he probably he, thought he was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did hear stories about him in the papers, but he didn't get any letters from him. So always, always it wasn't a super established transcontinental postal system at that point. Mm-hmm. Message in a bottle, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's still floating in Tokyo Harbor waiting for a response. <laughs> yeah, right. So Malcolm McLeod, he might be Scottish, you think? Yeah, might be a Highlander. Yep. Uh, he's the guy who uh, helped him out uh, when he was in uh, that one town and by uh, Ontario, somewhere in Ontario, we mentioned. Fucking oh, we're, we're, Mush- we're Jumbo, the oh, elephant yeah, guy yeah, killed. Yeah. Uh, thanks to him, we know what we know about Randall today, because he uh, helps write his story. But he's also the reason why he wasn't famous at the time either, because he writes a shitty story. <laughs> So they meet in 1853. They're about the same age, both half Indian, both uh, had HBC ties. McLeod was well educated and intellectual, but not in good health and not an adventurer like Randall. Uh, he got educated. So he's like Ben Shapiro? Yep. <laughs> got educated in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah. Yep, that's how you say that. Became a lawyer. Uh, his dad died youngish in 1849. Youngish? Uh, and never made chief factor, so, you know, his dad's a disappointment. And Malcolm- Fuck you! Only pussies die, man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Malcolm spent the rest of his life trying to rectify that wrong, but his dad was probably a jerk. That's why he probably didn't make chief factor. Well, he kept on sending Randall to all sorts of weird religious foster families and shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Governor Simpson called his dad stupid in a report. Oh. <laughs> Not a nice word. Uh, and of course, Malcolm was kind of dogmatic and exa- uh, over-exaggerated his deeds, his dad's deeds. And Malcolm was Randall's dad's lawyer, so they start working on a book together. By 1857, so it's like a really Rudy Giuliani, like, oh, we're already all fucking intertwined. Let me help you write a book. Oh yeah. So by 1857, McLeod had a manuscript to sell, but it didn't sell. By 1857, there was tons of books written by Perry and the trip over to Japan. If Randall would have written his in more plain style, of course, this right. is McLeod writing it. Yeah, because like Perry just kind of basically did like the Fromer's Guide to Touring mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, like Pacific Rim, you know, mm-hmm. places to stay, Airbnbs, <laughs> restaurant racks, you know. Mm-hmm. But McLeod wrote in an already archaic style, all flowery and lawyery. <laughs> and yea, there did I find the island of Nihon, populated by. Japanese people. You got the title of the book? I want to. Is it got one of those eighteen hundreds book titles? Uh, probably. It's like a fucking paragraph it's on like, the front yeah. of the book. I look. Yeah, look. I found in Japan. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be that. Oh no! I'm just like, like guide guide to treat, traveling Southeast yeah, Asia tra- and the treatise upon of, the Isles yeah. of Nihon, the Tokugawa Dynasty. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, man, what's the guy's name? I was trying to freestyle that and it didn't work. Uh, probably McLeod. under Randall's name, but this was the 1857 version of it. There's there's a couple of versions. 1858, gold was found in the Caribou region of oh, Can- no. Canada. It's, it's all over. It's over for humanity. Oh, I like. Oh no! They, when they find gold, it's fucking over. Well, oh, yeah. it's, Carib- it's Canada. 
I like how they smell caribou, too. With two O's. Uh, Ronald goes up there, and with his half-brother, Alan, they run a packing biz from Port Douglas to the Fraser Gold Mines, and they also run a ferry up there. And then they make a good road to the new mines up there. Barkerville is kind of the uh, restored ghost town up in that area, so we should go there. Okay. All right. I'm not allowed in Canada. Neither is Tony. Nope. (laughs) Uh, McLeod was a British liker. A British liker? He liked liked Like a Brittle style? Like, <laughs> he wanted Canada to take over Rupert's land. Remember, this yeah. is Canada's oh, yeah. oh, only, yeah. only like uh, open to like Ontario and Be- stuff. Best town in that region is uh, Moose Factory. That's I don't know if oh. it's still a town, but back in the that's where they make that, the moose jaws. That, that's where you make the whole moose. It's, oh. a, it's a it's a self contained moose we manufacturing facility. That's out there by a uh, fucking uh, Pigeon Forge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ding ding ding. I am Iron Pigeon. <laughs> no, no, we don't bring up the Iron Pigeon. <laughs> Hooray for Dollywood. <laughs> I, I guess there's a, uh, in Kentucky, there's a Ark experience. Experience? Arca? Ark. Like oh, yeah. Noah's oh, Ark. No, that's, that's Ken Ham from the Creation Museum. That's the that's on the same grounds as the Creation. Have, have you ever seen Ken Ham? No, he has like a beard, like a like a Mennonite farmer, but he's an Australian, like super religious. You're familiar with the Creation Museum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same people. Same that's people. that's where they got animatronic ta- dinosaurs ta- with people on ta- them. And taxpayer mm-hmm. motherfucking funded. So like, crazy. oh, there's a. I mean, there's many documentaries about, it, but there's a great one where they get on that ark. There, there's like animals that have not ever existed on that shit. Like, oh, these are part of the paleontological record from like ten thousand years ago. Like, no, it's no leg. They put those fossils there to test way, your faith, my friend. Yeah, Ken Ham is a grifting, grifting piece of shit. He's one of those people I'd most like to see, like, you know. Well, I found two different uh, Randall McDonald catapult. Randall McDonald, uh, uh, autobi- autobiographies, but nah, they don't have those cool 1800s names. Oh, it's man. just called That's Native, American, didn't sell. Native American in the Land of the Shogun, Randall McDonald in the opening what, of that, Japan. That was that's literally the, the source had. material that yeah. we've been using. Oh, that's the one, okay. Yes. And then Randall McDonald, Pacific Rim Adventurer. Which, does he get the giant robots? Like the big fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, what was that shitty knock? Like Atlantic Rim? Atlantic like, Rim, the, yeah. But it's, it's got fucking Graham it, Greene yeah, in it. But it has Graham Greene in yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> I tried to watch uh, the Loch Ness Monster of, of Seattle, but uh, I didn't make it very far. Wouldn't it just be the Seattle Monster? Yeah, it's, the, it's the, very the, poor quality. The, the Green Lake Monster? Yeah. I don't... It's, it's, it's very, very bad. Even, even for me. I didn't expect it to be. I mean, first of all, we're right in kind of Ogopogo territory. Yeah, it's, just go it's, find it's that. made to look like a documentary and yeah, uses real people, non-actors. So it's like Blair Witch shit? Or? Yeah, it even has uh, one of our former congressmen like Jim McDermott talking about oh, yeah. weird stuff. What the fuck? I don't know. I turned it off after the fire. Uh, mean, it's, no, it's no Matilda, the... Boxing kangaroo. There you go. Yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> Nothing is. I know I've seen that. Like, the more I, I watched that preview, I was like, fuck. Like, there's some childhood trauma associated with this that I've repressed deeply, but that looks familiar as shit. Well, that's up there with, like, the peanut butter solution. Yep. And oh, exactly. that one's yeah. the shit. Yeah, they're growing hair to fuck make paintbrushes and shit. God damn it. I, I honestly thought that now, was peanut butter a, a repressed no, childhood memory. I did, too, until, until I fucking I actually saw it again. Until I actually found it. 
Yeah, after we get done with the food, this podcast, the food podcast, we have to do a movie podcast where we watch shit that we Are we already in, doing a movie podcast? Remember in Ninja Fever Dreams. Yeah. Well, anyway, McLeod wants uh, Canada to go all the way to BC. Because there can be only one. And advocated for a transcontinental railroad in Canada. Not allowed to say that. Ron DeSantis says no. So he, he keeps promoting this even though he hasn't been to the, this part of the country since age five. Right, yeah. So don't say train. No, it's, it's, it's to, totally dope out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when was the last time you were there? Thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so Rupert's Land's finally part of Canada in 1869. Nice. Uh, 1871 BC joined with the promise of that railroad that he's trying to promote. McLeod said his uh, friend Randall had surveyed the route from the down from the Fraser River, which not. is a lie. Yes. So he keeps writing. Uh, McLeod in 1872 published Peace River. So he took uh, Archie McDonald's journal from his trip from Hudson Bay to the Pacific in 1828 and basically just makes up. Like plagiarized the shit out of shit. Well, well, he said, you know, this is his trip, but basically makes up the whole thing because it's maybe five pages and then he writes a whole book about it. And then I fought a unicorn. (laughs) But after the railroad was done, he tries to get paid from the government because. Oh, they actually did build the fucking railroad? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Eventually. Was that the one that goes through like Whistler and shit eventually? Probably, yep. So that was my idea. I basically mm-hmm. built that shit. And he also tries to get paid uh, for his father helping the HBC expand into Oregon yeah, territory. Fucking shit, man. Really one hand and wishing the other and see mm-hmm. which one fills up quicker. Fuck. So in 1887, McLeod saw a mention of a man named Moriyama who ran the Osaka paper in Japan. He wrongly assumed that he was the same man who was Randall's favorite pupil. M- Moriyama. Yeah, because nobody ever has the same not last Moriyama, name. Moriyama. It's Moriyama. Oh, it's not even the, it's not the, the same, same last name. No. <laughs> Fuck. And Muriyama was a common name, uh, as like McDonald is here. Yeah, yeah. And is it that common other than the fast food? I don't run into a lot of McDonald's anymore. Nothing. You got to be in the right you place, I guess. Nothing. All right. I got nothing. So uh, he reaches out to this guy, and McLeod sent his pamphlets that mentioned Ranald. By the time the letter and the pamphlet got to Japan, Muriyama was dead. <laughs> but his son was running the paper, and he runs the story which was the first time Randall's story was printed in a Japanese paper. Ooh. So the next year, the Osaka paper sent a man to England. We may have embellished it a little bit. He probably didn't have metal skin or the power of flight. <laughs> <laughs> so this Osaka uh, paper man. Osaka paper man. He goes to England, but he uh, along the way, he interviews McLeod in Canada, which is along the way, which appeared in Japan. And in Ottawa, too, and McLeod included uh, additional info that was the Osaka guy brought over to Ronald Simon, Japan. Uh, by this time, McLeod had lost touch of Ronald and assumed that he was dead, but he wasn't. He keeps on getting, like, assumed that he's dead by all his acquaintances. <laughs> That's his superpower. Then yeah. he'll sneak up behind you and, like... Yeah. Everybody, well, everybody's like, that, the object you. permanence yeah. of a baby, you know, oh, he's out of my sight for a month, must be dead. You know, like... <laughs> So, Ronald was in the papers from time to time over the years, though. In 1864, Drunk he... And disorderly. Yep. He played a leading role of exploring Vancouver Island, where the, the Tonquin blew up. Yep. Uh, the expedition valued his sense of humor, and he was a champion yarn spinner around the campfire. Just talking shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and he said he gained and lost a fortune in caribou in 1885, and, and you know, in, in the animal. No. No, in the, yeah, the area. I was going to say, he wasn't like... Buying, selling, trading, caribou. By 1885, though, he settles down and stops rambling and goes to Fort Colville. In 1889, he heard of McLeod being visited by the Japanese paper man. And he quickly. Still sounds like some kind of monster. Yeah, don't get him wet. 
just literally picturing like you know how you use you'd, you'd fold paper, cut out the little paper people holding. Yeah, hands. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just that only life size, and there's only one of them, and it just <laughs> yells at you in Japanese or while it tries to break down your door while you're taking a dump. <laughs> I don't know why he's attacking you while you're in the toilet, but that'd be threatening, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, you just take your spray bottle of water and like right. put it on laser, you just hose them down, fall apart. So they're basically just like the lower calorie, higher fiber version of a gingerbread man. Yeah. So <laughs> I like the way you sell it. Low calorie, <laughs> high fiber. This is just paper. Also dude. low flavor. A lot yeah, of light. Right. So 1889, uh, uh, Ranald decides to get that book going again uh, with, with McLeod. And McLeod also says he should get paid from the U.S. government because of these uh, their, them stealing the organ from the HBC. Because... His dad was HBC. Oh, fuck off. Stealing the organ. And he was King Cum- Cumley's grandson, too. So yes. Oh, right, right. For Now, that. That, that gives you a little bit of, like, a, there might be some, like, reparations in order. So they work on it again, but uh, this time McLeod was told that the book was too short, so he made it worse. So then Clifford the Big Red Dog showed up and fought <laughs> Jack Ryan. <laughs> so he included just various info on Japan, which he got a book out of uh, books from the Ottawa Library. Which I'm sure is I'm sure just uh, a hotbed of knowledge about like the ancient and vaunted culture of the island of Japan in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also loved a new 1889 technology. So like, he, like the light switch, railroads. Okay, yep, sure. Fucking indoor. Pl- well, I mean, there's been indoor plumbing, but uh, and and the Pacific Telegraph cable. Oh, which yes. wasn't finished until 1902. And continually got gnawed on by sharks, mm-hmm. even to this day. And the transatlantic was finished in 1858, in case you were wondering. Well, the Atlantic's far smaller. Mm-hmm. It's like a beginner ocean. Yep. <laughs> Ages three and up. Yeah, right. This is the, this is the, the children's right. swimming swim area. So McLeod did include new info from Ranald, who almost verbatim to, to pad out the book. Uh, Randall had his picture taken in Colville and sent to McLeod for the book, so he, he got his got the little lasers in the background and stuff right. like that. <laughs> he went. He's got a uh, yeah. Re- the, resting his fist on his chin. What was the uh, fucking Uncle place? Rico? What? Yeah. What was the place they used to have in the, the mall? middle distance? <laughs> the place they used to have in the mall where you could get those oh, yeah. uh, glamour shots. Yeah. Of those? Yeah. So it didn't sell. Um, the publisher was kind. Said, "We'll do it if you guarantee the losses." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, the publisher had a Japanese Presbyterian minister living in East Canada. Wow, write, that's a chimera combo. Yep. He, he was told to write a critique of the book, but this guy's polite. Yeah. You know, most most Japanese are by, by nature. And technically, Presbyterian ministers probably are mm-hmm. generally, too. So he finally did it, and um, so... It's you, fine. It's okay. <laughs> They tried hard, bless their hearts. So McLeod uh, padded it out with Japanese history, racial origins, and customs. Oh, no. And most of it was just from bad sources or his wild imagination. Uh, McLeod once tried to tie Queen Victoria's lineage back to Adam and Eve. Ooh, I thought you were going to say tie, <laughs> you know, when you say tie Queen Victoria, that sentence can uh, mm-hmm. like end in a variety of ways. He also tried to say that the Japanese descended from the Phoenicians from the land of Canaan. And, of course, the Japanese uh, minister also said, uh, you know, you should take out all this extra shit about railroads, too. But, you know, the rest is fine. But uh, McLeod didn't want to take any of this bullshit out. Uh, but he did press Randall for more info. But in 1891, McLeod pushed again to get it published. But by that year, Randall's house had burned down. And in the summer, that was the summer when we started the book where he was visited by Libby Custer. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. Which greatly pissed him off. 
And fucking yeah. Custers. <laughs> and Randall never really could hold on to money. He tried to raise some to get that book published, published because they had to guarantee the losses. Right. McLeod tried more publishers, but they always had to guarantee the losses. And McLeod didn't have much money on him either by then. Uh, Randall tried to get a loan, but was turned down because of his old age. Well, that and he has no fucking credit. His job has been... Oh, my God. That's his brilliant. job has been walk around in the wilderness, be a prisoner in Japan, and be on a boat that then crashes so I don't get paid. That, that's been his, like... Resume. Yeah, That's his sure. LinkedIn profile right, right. there. It, whatever he did make in the Caribou building that road, that was probably his only real, right. real good payday. Yeah, cause, well, like, he jumped ship in Japan and, like, and for, like forewent his payment for that. Mm-hmm. And, and he spent way, a lot of money traveling, too. And then on the way out, well, once again, shipwreck, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get paid when your job crashes. Hey, but he's rich in experience. Right. <laughs> Uh, the friends eight, we made along the way. That's right. 1893, McLeod finally cuts out most of the bullshit about trains in his book. Why you got to fucking talk about trains so much, man? <laughs> I thought this was a seafaring no, Nobody novel. gives a fuck about your trains. <laughs> By November, Ranald got the, uh, so he cuts out all that. So Ranald gets the Kettle Falls Pioneer to publish the book, Serial Serial wow. a, a periodical of fucking note. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. dozens of <laughs> subscribers. Just four inquiring minds want to know <laughs> Well, I can't wait till the bi-weekly I'm, fucking edition comes out. And well, I'm, I'm sure back then they had 11 people in town, and now they only have three. So, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so McLeod uh, gave up trying to get it published and, and gave it to Mac, uh, McGill University in Montreal. That's why we have it still. It's, uh, fucking oh, Saul, also, Saul, Saul Goodman's great-grandfather's university. Uh, so right after the book gets published in the paper... August 4th, 1894, the, Randall dies. No. When, when the book gets published in the paper. That yep. should tell you something about the book. <laughs> uh, they published the whole book on page six. Right. <laughs> 1897, McLeod dies. His papers were found by Eva Emery Dye, an American, writing about uh, HBC man John McLaughlin, and she finds this Randall story. And in 1900, she finished the Randall book, Oh, this is in 1900, and then by 1906, right. she finishes the book. But she wasn't a professional historian and played up all the European white angles oh, of, good, shit, of okay. conquering the Indians and stuff. In 1923, the original manuscript was published. Uh, its title, oh, oh, this is a good one. What? Randall MacDonald, the narrative of his early life on the Columbia under the HBC regime of his experience of the Pacific whale fishery and his great adventure to Japan with a sketch of his later life in the Western Frontier, 1824, 1894. That's the book title. I was hoping for. Yes, that, that, yes. that was worth it. Now, Fuck yeah. I need you to take a pause, catch your breath after that. You did that all in one <laughs> shot. So That is exactly what I was hoping yep. for. Yep. Hell yeah. Fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. So the grave marker, uh, all nice and replaced, uh, a wooden one in 38, then a gooder one that's uh, from 1951. It was made, it was made out of gooder? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. The first one was wood, the second like one was the, gooder? Like mm-hmm. the cheese? Gooder? <laughs> gooder cheese? Gooder cheese? Gooder cheese. Uh, so in, back in 1894, Ronald, uh, Ronald's niece lost her husband, and he went to help take care of her, her and her kids. That's why it's not quite in Kettle Falls. It's in whatever that... Real small fucking town up there is. <laughs> I think the town's called Randall McDonald's yeah. Grave. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look that up. So she, he goes to help her out, uh, except for Randall was old and had hurt his hand and was deaf and was still recovering from the flu. And in August. That sounds like a lot of excuses. <laughs> Just tell me you don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, no is an acceptable answer. You don't have to blow smoke up my ass. Yeah. 
Fuck. And in August, he died in his niece's arms, and he reportedly said, sayonara, my dear, sayonara. Awesome. Oh, yes. Which is probably bullshit. Probably, but it's- Oh, Curlew is the town. Oh, like the stupid sandpiper that doesn't know how to have a straight beak. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That no, asshole. Cur- curlews. Also, we say- got them bitches say- in North Dakota. Sayonara means goodbye in Japanese, right? It, it does. Uh, but my, my dad joke that I made up for uh, for that was uh, sayonara. Kasai means stinky, yeah, and Onara stinky. means fart. Yeah. Kasai Onara. So in 2001, the first Randall Days were held in Curlew, and you can also join the FOM, Friends of... Fuck off, man. Friends, friends of, of McDonald? McDonald. McDonald. Is it Fry Guy and the fucking right. hamburger and Captain yep. Crook? Just Everybody fuck, shows up. No, the Fry Guy, like I said, they're just, they're, they're cannon fodder. It's like <laughs> Grim- Grimace is just... It's like feeder, fe- feeder fe- fish. Feasting on their corpses, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, they're krill. They're fucking like pinky mice, you know. They're <laughs> anyway. That's Randall. All right, so drive a. all the way up to the border. No, by Curlew from Republic. I'm so I'm so fucking glad I remembered this from my fucking high school career, and you? we got to like learn some shit. Just like the peanut butter falcon or whatever. Or <laughs> that one's the good. The peanut butter solution. Yeah, peanut yeah. butter falcon. Oh yeah, is that's a good one. Far better. Um, so I was I was trying to find some. Uh, that you said he got his photo taken, and I found the photo right, and I found the the book with the photo on the cover and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But then I uh, there's like other there's like another there's a dude current day with the same name, and I found it was this is the um, did he have insane eyes and well no could he, possibly be a ninja. He, he's basically he he looks like a well, pu- Donald Donald Trump back in the eighties kind pu- of with pu- longer hair. Pukebeard has the same name as Will, so that's true. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> So this is this is the uh, this is the fucking uh, the blurb that I found. Meet Britain's most politically incorrect restaurant owner. That sounds great. Ranald McDonald's Boysdale chain celebrates smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, and eating haggis. So why why has he been doing yoga in Gota? That's so he's he's but Lauren Bobert style. He's oh, yeah. like. I'm gonna own the libs by yeah. looking. No, he looks like a fucking turd, man. I do like the. Uh, no, look, he's like he's like Donald Trump in the '80s with longer hair. Yep, I do like the thing with like the now like you know. Uh, Who's the virgin guy? Huh? Oh, not the, like the, Charlie Kirk. The the Virg, Virgin Airlines. Oh, oh uh, guy, yeah. Band? yeah. Band? No, what's his fucking name? Uh, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Something. Whatever. Anybody got dibs on this camel? Go ahead. Right. Uh, the Virgin uh, Airlines guy is. Uh, hold on. Richard. Yes. Something. Brandon. Brandon. No. Yep. Branson. Richard Branson. 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 Oh, how can you forget Branson? Branson. So Richard Richard Branson was uh he was the first because because he started uh the Virgin Company was started out as a record company. He was the first person to sign the fucking Sex Pistols. Yeah. Which is f- absolutely fucking insane. Test this camel versus uh Josh's camel. It's gonna be softer for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like chopped and reconstituted. Oh, or whatever. you want the chopped pickle- and formed. formed. Sorry, pickleball Mountain Dew. You no. Oh my God, yeah, dude. Uh, Will Will found uh, the, uh, the what's it called? Hard Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. The, oh like, yeah. Are al- you hard enough for that? Al- alcoholic Mountain Dew is called Hard Mountain Dew, and they're fucking hiring apparently. So well, they want you to go into shark cages and shit. You're an excellent <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> That's true. I could pull that shit off. This one's camel. It's far less musky than the other camel we have. Well, of course, There's it's like beef. 70% beef, yeah. Hell yeah. We didn't even make it through all the jerky. We still have a couple more. Well, we've been, we've been taking our time. Yeah. Oh, God. So much better than that fucking horse shit we had last time, though. Well, yeah. The, 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 veggie, the Chinese brand shit. The, like, I sinned against nature, and this is my punishment <laughs> jerky. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's why we won the Cold War. Communists can't make jerky. Right. What? <laughs> Chinese brand beef jerky. Well, fruit flavored beef jerky. Wasn't it Chinese brand beef jerky made in the USA? Yes, it was Chinese brand beef jerky, fruit flavored beef jerky product of the USA, Chinese brand. I think is the whole that, thing. Yeah. And so. we got candy cigarettes too. There we go. They're not candy, candy sticks. Cig- they're candy sticks. Speaking of cigarettes, I kind of want a cigarette. Okay, well, we'll be back next week with something completely different. But until then, we're going to go out and a hail. Oh, uh... oh, shit. He's chewing. Fuck you, Mile City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. They are worse than Burger King. A Big Mac has 26 grams of fat. A quarter pounder has 28 grams of fat. Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock over London, rock on Chicago. Wheaties. Represent champions.